yes, here we are back again with another installment of On the Bench with Beaks. This is number 27 coming straight from our scrappy little garage in Thornton, Colorado. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me, as always, is Ross Close the Door Mormeyer. Hello, everyone. And I've got the Daniel Feed the Needy Beady. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So generous. Oh, gosh, yes. Give me give me that food. <laughs> food for thought, maybe? Anyways, uh, we are actually joined here today by uh, um, a very special friend of ours, a guy that loves coming over, watching hockey, talking hockey, a former Division two college hockey player, uh... Bryce on the ice, McMillan. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's all the air getting let out of the room right there. Uh, yeah, well, thank, thank, taking all the breath away out of me. Oh yeah, you should see this fucking vision of beauty right now. Black well, you will be able to YouTube world flipper and all. All right, so check it out. <laughs> <laughs> flipper and all. Oh my god. So yeah, um, we're coming back to you uh, from a little bit of a some time off. So boys, what you guys been up to in the uh, in the little hiatus? I've been working on my fan cave a bit. Bought too many jerseys over the break. I think uh, everyone's got their quarantine project. I've it, uh, convinced myself mine is going to turn a creepy basement into uh, a really cool place to watch playoff hockey and so far there's like three people in the world that agree with me so <laughs> that's less, great uh, less... and they're like sitting right here so <laughs> how about that <laughs> so less uh less silence of the lambs and more um it puts the jersey on <laughs> it puts the jersey on the skin else it watches the bruins again oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Boston fans aren't going to be happy. Different about black that. and yellow. <laughs> oh yeah. What so about, yeah, I've been working on that over the break. What about you guys? Uh, well, Ross, what you been up to, man? Oh, just working. Um, and yeah, that that's all my life consists of right now. We're trying to finish this project, and we're kicking ass and taking names. I think. <laughs> you think? All right. Well, as long Hopefully. as you think. <laughs> Well, Bryce, I know you and I, we've been spending a lot of time together watching that fucking Avs disappointment oh. on that game seven. Disappointing. Still can't believe it ended that way. It was, Still can't believe it. It was all too sudden. It was all too sudden. Unbelievable. And, well, I mean, yeah, yeah Daniel, you, you, you're mad. You're mad. You're just as mad. I mean, losing to Vegas. I, I should be as. I'm. I don't think I'm as mad as you guys. No way. I'm proud of my boys. I. First of all, I'm going to call some of y'all out. You didn't give me many games this year. I'm going to share this okay. situation. Wasn't me. I'm kidding. It was. <laughs> it was to- anyway. I'm I like. I, I thought it was going to be like. Oh no! How do we keep uh, Markstrom next year? And now I'm like, wait a minute. Demko is so good. Like I'm just. I'm thrilled. We got to improve on the back line. But you know, to take Vegas to seven, which might be. The Western Conference finalist. I think they might be the Stanley Cup champion now that the Avs are out. I, I'm I'm proud of the guys. So I, I take it like, yeah, I'm definitely gutted. But I don't think I'm as gutted as you guys. Well, yeah, I, and understandably so. I mean, obviously, a, a, a lot of people were giving Colorado the, like, the go-ahead to just go ahead and take yeah. the whole gamut. And, I mean, uh, I think... 
I think I can speak for the other Oz fans in this room right now and say I think uh, you this year was us last year. Oh, okay. Where we were kind of like, holy shit. I mean, A, we beat the number one seed in the playoffs. And right. then now we're we're playing we're taking San Jose to game seven. Right. You know, so I think that's kinda how we were feeling last year, but yeah, this one stings a little bit more than Because uh, they have so much potential. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you got a bunch of people hurt too. You can't Yeah. I mean they did their best. <laughs> it is, I do think it'd be one eighty if we had the whole roster. Oh I, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And but, not not let uh, Dallas kind of get into your head because that's what happened on that fourth goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They absolutely. totally. Yeah. They let them play their game. <laughs> on top of that, over time has never been an avalanche. You no. know, forte. But yeah. yeah. Back to Daniels Canucks. I was surprised with Demko and what was the other guy? Uh, Markstrom. Markstrom. Yes, Markstrom especially. Like Demko, he's not used to playing the back to back like games. You could tell that he was tired at the end of the second game. Well, wouldn't played. you if you faced oh, like 109,000 yeah. shots oh, over yeah. three but games? You could just like, see the fatigue, though, compared to like, you know, your flurries and all that, where they can do their back to back to backs and all that. Did work. you see uh, uh, Stone's like reaction to shaking Demko's hand in the lineup? Yeah, he he just looked at him. And he was shaking his head like, "How the fuck did you do that?" I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. he's well, just like, he was stoked for the kid as much as we were, almost. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I guess what you've shown me is what to be looking forward to the disappointment of next year. <laughs> like, uh, well, you know, it's because uh, we I'm still got to run through you guys, right? Baby oh steps. yeah, baby steps. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you next year. I mean, if if the Avs do meet. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks in the playoffs. It's war because oh. next year, I uh, if, if if the Avs aren't at least in the finals, I'm I'm gonna fucking blow my brains out. <laughs> or another game seven, hopefully win would be awesome. That would yeah. be incredible. Be yeah, our first. And, yeah, and game sevens aren't our, apparently aren't our forte, so I'd much rather not even get there. But nonetheless. McKinnon played incredible. Oh, I mean, played lights out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, There's a lot of guys on that team. I mean, Makar, what did he do? Break the rookie defenseman point record? Yeah, it was like... And then lost it to Hughes the next night or something. But yes. At the, like, still. And then you had McKinnon, like, getting quotes from Gretzky. Yes. Gretzky being like, oh, I think he's got a chance to beat my playoff overall playoff point yeah record. which was like he was tied with him at like 25 or something oh like no, that. no 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 or <laughs> no well he, no. for, for he, he was he was on was his a game way. streak he was, oh he was on his way he needed to, to step it up a little bit but it was awesome oh, i just <sighs> uh guys gretzky got 47 points in the playoffs well i, no. I think i think <laughs> he was Matt on could have done it. like he was tied with Gretzky. yeah he, he was, was like he was on pace he, yeah, yeah he needed to step up the pace like point Oh, like three more than what he was doing. Yeah. So yes, but I think definitely. in the amount of games he was tied for Rick Gretzky in doing it was like thirteen I mean, or fourteen games I believe. Yeah, yeah he thirteen, was, fourteen he, games. He had twenty five points he, or something. Yeah, like he that. was absolutely on pace to break yeah. it for sure, so, or at least to tie it. Getting close, yeah. So as of right now, we've got the Eastern and Western Conference Finals, and as you all know, we like to break them down and uh, to uh, give our thoughts. 
even as callous as they may be. <laughs> so we're going to start with the Western Conference. We've got the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, let's see what you got. Uh, Ross, who wins and in how much and why? God. Um, this, I could see this being a kind of a chippy series, boys. Um, if, you know, you get the right attitudes out there. You got Ryan Reeves for the Golden Knights who will not back down from anything. And you've got a bunch of big bodies out there as well that don't. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna get you. But um, then you've got your big bodies on Dallas and those guys can score. You're They're still scoring without, you know, you know, your Jamie Benz and all of that stepping up and getting goals and stuff. They're getting assists and all of that. They're I mean, not. Well, yeah, I mean, Kiwi Ranta in last series, like, coming up huge in that exactly. last game. Exactly. And, I mean, he, yeah. yeah, he was only out because uh, who was out at that time? I think. Uh, oh, no. No, just another, I think, just another third or fourth liner I know wasn't playing that game, so that's why Kiwi Ronto was in on game seven. So you're, you're totally right. They are stepping up in, uh, like, in the depth of Dallas. They are absolutely stepping up. So, I mean, I'm saying this could probably go to either, I'm wanting to go say six, but I'm saying this could be a seven game series, just like the last thing, like the last few series that we've seen in the Western Conference. So who punches their ticket? Um, I'm going to still go with Vegas. Um, they've got a lot more firepower um, on all lines. And once they get all that going, it's it's lights out. Yeah? All right. Hell yeah. Um, what do you think there, Bryser? For me, I'm taking the stars in six games. Yeah. Oh, please six. tell. Do tell. Six games, you know, just for one. Uh, this team has a comeback mentality, I feel like. Um, the bruisers, they get down deep, obviously. But your team, that when they're down, they come back pretty quickly. You saw how in the Avalanche series, they were getting one, two, three goals in bunches. And so I look at that and their physicality as well. There's a few times in, in the Avalanche game, Game one and game two of the Avalanche, they couldn't do a whole lot. And same thing in game one versus the Vegas Golden Knights. They're pretty physical. Um, but I think the depth with Tyler Sagan, you know, they have Jamie Benn. Um, they have um, Hayskin, who's also doing pretty well right now. So oh, he's pretty up. well. Yeah, just pretty well. So, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> not just right. saying less. He's doing all right. Yeah, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, I really do think that the Stars have more of a championship mentality coming well, out of it. Well, yeah, and then just like I uh, said earlier, you know, you've got guys like Dennis Gurianoff, Gurianoff. I mean, he had a pretty decent season, but I mean, he's stepping up in a huge way, like obviously Kiviranta and all that. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, as long as Dallas can impose their will, I could actually see that. On top of that, maybe they might get a Bishop back as well. Well, um, I mean, why would you do that when Hudobin is playing? Like yeah, that? I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he is playing extremely well. Yeah, there's... <coughs> Sorry, is it my turn? Because I'd, I'd love to weigh in on this, too. Yeah, go for yeah. it. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd like to pick up where you left off, too, because, like, <clears throat> there's a bunch of dudes on that Dallas team that have that championship mentality. There's a lot of guys that are going after that right now. I might almost and... switch my answer. <laughs> uh, Kudobin is one of those guys, too. He's possessed right now. He he doesn't want to lose that crease. Um, I don't think he's done anything to lose it. Bishop in the games he's played has not played well. Uh, you've got Jamie Ben 
going on the fourth line right now, accepting that role. He played that role in game seven. Uh, he's playing that role in game one. I'm not saying he's going to stay there, but even on the fourth line, he's getting primary assists. Um, they seem like I liked what you had about that championship mentality. That said, um, I don't think it's enough to stop Vegas. I I don't think so. Uh, I think Vegas is the better team um, on, in depth, both on the blue line and on forwards. Theodore is amazing right now. That guy He's from the out of blue line mind. is just dangling so good. Uh, not to take away from that guy in Dallas. He's like going to win uh, the con Smythe if Dallas wins the cup. Um, hey, Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. Uh, I think Vegas is going to stop him here. Um, Flurry played great in game one as the backup when Leonard's, you know, had three shutouts in the series against the Avalanche. Uh, I love Riley Smith. I think he's an amazing, um, he's a good, he reminds me of Chris Drury in a lot of ways on, on, uh, on this team. Um, he does a lot in a lot of different ways. I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I, I like Vegas in seven here. Um, so good job, Dallas. Your, your team's really good. I, I, I wish Joe Pavelski a great career. I just don't know if you're going to win the cup this year, bud. Um, or ever hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my pick Vegas and seven. It just makes me sick that you wished any sort of good on Joe Pavelski. Right. I have never been a fan. No, I've never been a fan. As soon as he got drafted by the Sharks, dude, I had just a disdain for him. We don't even not like the Sharks. It's it's like we get along with you guys. But I just can't stand him. (laughs) He has the most punchable face I think I've ever seen. I I just want to put one of these right there in your mouth. Right in his fucking mouth. (laughs) Hey, Joe, if you ever want to come on the show, just let us know. We got got to constantly berate your ass. Give me something to break. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I really hope this gets back to Joe Pavelski, by the way. I'm one of those fans at the end of the day. If you're a diehard sports team fan for any sport it is, you always want your team to lose to at least a worthy opponent, right? You don't want somebody to go into the next round and lose and be like, well, we didn't lose to the best. I feel like we should lose to the best from to lose to anybody at the same time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, uh, you know, if Dallas was to come in here and get just swept, obviously, I'd be really pissed off. Like, I'd be happy, but I mean, like, we could have fucking done that. Why yeah. didn't we do that? Yeah. You know, first round. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were calling it. You wanted Dallas in the first round. And that's as my dad said last year. Remember those beaks where we could have beaten the Blues, guaranteed you all day. Oh yeah. And you think about it, we had that much potential. If we didn't lose in Game Seven to the Sharks. To beat the Blues and probably win the Cup last year, it would have been Boston and Colorado. Yeah, yeah. And there's Hawks fans listening right now that say, "Do you know the years that we didn't win the Cup? It went through the eventual Cup champion or Western Conference champion every year we made the playoffs." Oh God! Yeah, yeah. give me a fucking like break. everyone Hawks can fans. make that argument. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, 
I mean, we got what we got now. So uh, what I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go Vegas in uh, six. Ooh, six. Yeah, so, I'm gonna go Vegas in six. You got Dallas in six. He's got Vegas in six. Cody's yeah, undercutting I, um, all of us. It goes. It goes back to what uh, Daniel said a lot too. Is that I, I just don't think Dallas has the capacity to uh, to even play with Vegas. I, I, in the very end of it, I mean, um, you know, you you've got you've got a good group in Dallas, but a lot of it is uh, they're way behind the puck against Vegas. I mean, even when the Avs started playing their game, they were completely behind the puck. They started clutching and grabbing a lot, and and after uh, after a real long series with the avalanche and that speed game. And then they come into a game, a series with, with the Vegas golden Knights and their, their skill and speed, I think is just going to be, uh, you know, the abs 2.0. So I, I just think they're just going to get worn out. Yeah. I, that's plain and simple. I mean, yeah, good, good for you, Dallas, whatever. Um, And I'm, uh, I, yeah, I know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad or anything, no. But uh, in with I could all, do that in my sleep. With I'm all bi- with all biases aside, I I do think they're just going to be worn out by the end of Game Six. So that's just that, yeah, that's fair. That's where I, that's where I'm drawing it. So that's where I'll go. So uh, yeah, Vegas in six. All right, let's switch it over to the Eastern Conference now. We got the. <laughs> We've got the New York Islanders and Tampa Bay Lightning. Who would have ever thought that this was going to be our uh, our Eastern uh, Conference Final? Definitely not me. My bracket's fucked right no, I, now. I think a lot of our brackets <laughs> are so fucked. You know what's really, really fucked up? Christy, my girlfriend, she filled out her bracket towards Vegas and the Tampa Bay Lightning. She has the most potential four points. To win the whole entire bracket challenge. And she filled, she filled her bracket out in the middle of BFE up in Yellowstone or going to Yellowstone. Like, had to submit the thing like seven times, she said. Yeah, and then great. I watched a few I games. I feel so great right yeah. now. Yeah, and I, we've watched a few games at her house, but yeah, far beyond that, yeah, her best friend's favorite team is the Golden Knights, so she picked them going to the I, finals. I hope someone in our and bracket she has them winning too. Is actually so. <laughs> like doing well out of like you education. Know, you know, it's so yeah. funny that uh, you said that because Kenny, small boy Spock. Oh yeah. On Instagram, he he just posted something on Instagram the other day, like right when the Avs got um, eliminated. Oh yeah. And he was like, he like he's got a oh, screenshot like, of like the standings of the bra- bracket. And he's like, oh, he was in you, second, wasn't all he? All you assholes picked fucking Colorado to go to the Stanley Cup. Look at me, I've got my Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm I'm number two. <laughs> Damn you, Kitty! Like you could have picked a better time than right after the Avs getting eliminated. Yeah. I, that's why Kick I kick them, wind them down. Oh eh? uh, yeah, Jeez. seriously. 
but you bastard. Get back to <laughs> so Kenny, I don't think you're doing any favors getting closer to the top of getting a jerseys on the bench video out yeah, anytime yeah. soon. Right? Now. Not after that stuff. Instead but. of enhance, it's delete, delete. No, <laughs> delete. Lo- I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. We love all our fans. Yeah, Thank we, you. We love you, Kenny. But yeah. you know. Uh, if if Tampa cool Bay gets it. ousted in four games, then we're coming at you. Is that so? So, let's start that up. Like, are yeah. you like uh, go for it? All right, yeah, Ross. What do you got? Uh, oh God, do I want to go with like the fabled Tampa Bay losing like within like either the final Stanley Cup finals or like the Eastern Conference Finals just terribly? It's not a bad decision. I mean, like they've got that. I don't know. They get to that certain point, they run out of steam, it seems like, but I don't know. They're they're coming out of the gate real hot. Without Stamkos, Hedman stepping up. You got Vasilevsky just playing lights out. And um, Braden Point just playing. Oh, crazy. my God, that guy. Yeah. That, guy, that guy is just crazy. He waited all of 10 seconds into his first shift into the series to score a goal. Right. Right. That guy oh, is guy's so, he's been so good right now. He's been a major staple in that whole entire Tampa Bay Lightning team. Like, seriously, he's scored very, very crucial goals throughout oh, yeah. every single uh, series. Uh, like, uh, fifth overtime, ring a bell? Oh, God. Yeah. I remember. I'm like, no, I can't stay here. I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, I left the coffee on. Right. But, um, I mean, you got the Islanders. They're a relatively young squad. They've got some veterans and stuff. they got good defense. Andy they got, Green. They Andy Green's yeah. clutch. Oh, yeah. And then you've got, uh, you know, Marzel. Um, am I saying that Barzo, right? Barzil. Barzil. Yeah. Uh, you've Bailey, got Bailey. JG I mean, Pajot. oh, Pajot. They're all stepping up. And you got Varley out there, and he's playing lights out, too. I just think that there's just way deeper in Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay in six. Tampa and six. All right. All right, Bryce, what you got, bud? I got the lightning and they're sweep them. The lightning in four games. Wow. Well, they've got one already, so. They got one already. And just look at the start of the first game. Oh, God, yeah. How it ended to eight to two in the game one. I mean, obviously, there's more games to be played, more to learn about each other. But I just think, just from a depth standpoint and just from a tenacity standpoint, I think the Lightning are going to take it. That's true. Um, even just, there's only been one time ever in history where a team has had that many shots and missed only once or twice. They had an insane amount of shots. Forgot the, what the number was exactly, but they only missed one of their shots that was not on goal. And that's a thing, so. and that's a, that's a big thing when we're talking about a New York Islanders game where they normally keep the shots down to at least the teens. Oh, easily. Almost. Maybe. All, it's at least double digits. It's nothing crazy over like 30. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I like it. I mean. No, you're talking like sub 20. Yeah. Like yeah. barely like a fresh 20. Like that's yeah, it. I mean, and that's what's been happening this entire uh, playoff role, role is that they're not giving away a lot of shots. I mean, uh, Philadelphia, I think their average shots were like maybe 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go on. Yeah, and on top of that, just look at the defense. You have, you have Yanni Goudreau, Blake Coleman, uh, Barclay Goudreau is his name, I think. Barclay Goudreau, yeah. Yeah, those three just shut down offenses. 
you know, then you have Vasilevsky playing the way he is playing right now as well. He's a pretty much a wall. So that's why I think Tampa's at least going to do this in at least well, and four even, games, if not five. And you even got Zach Bogosian somehow stepping up and just like blocking shots that you don't think anybody would dive in front of, and he is just taking them. Well, yeah, Bogosian's always had a lot of jam like that too. Oh, yeah. Like he's always been a real like uh, meat and potatoes kind of guy anyways. All right, so uh, Tampa in four, not maybe five. That's what I got, yep. All right, what you got there, uh, Daniel? Out of respect to the Islanders <laughs> and Barry Trotz, I'm giving them one game in this series. But I'm taking Tampa in five. They are so good. They got the monkey off their back of Columbus. Oh, yeah. They got through that series, and I remember – when we were predicting last round, it was like, who you got for Tampa, Boston? I was like, okay, well, Boston won the first one. I want Tampa the next four. And they just were gangbusters, man. They were yeah, so they really good. Were. Oh, yeah. So good. And I, they don't even have Stamkos. What the fuck's going on? They're so incredible. Um, there's no way the Islanders can get past him. Trotz is an amazing coach. He's, he knows what he's going to, he, he'll make adjustments, you oh, know? Yeah. Well, he knows he the will. potential of the team. He's but not an the idiot. only adjustments he will make is so that the next game doesn't end in eight, two. It's, it's, it's over. I'm sorry, guys. Like the Islanders are for real now. Like, well, they, there, there's no weird opponent in their way that they don't match up well against anymore, like or, or poorly against anymore. Excuse me. They're, they're, they're going. So, yeah, I, um, Islanders. I'm sorry, but yeah, Lightning five. Lightning five. Um, you know, um, the all, all those all those arguments are very valid. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'll. I'll I'll go Lightning in six. I'm going to give New York two. Okay. Two games. I'm going to give them two games only because I think, yeah, I mean, an eight to two loss is devastating. They're going to come out with a fire in their belly next yeah, game. Oh, uh, yeah. And they're, they're going to they're gonna tighten down defensively. I mean, that is what they're all about. And the Islanders score a lot of goals. It, it, but I, I just, yeah, it, I mean, the – the Tampa Bay Lightning are way too visceral of a team to be bogged down by, you know, the stout defense of the New York Islanders. So I'm going to I'm going to say Lightning in 6. Okay. Wow. <laughs> if there are any Islanders fans out there right now, they're not liking us right now. No. But I don't know if many Islanders fans disagree with us though. I, I'm just surprised that they're this far. I, you know, I, they got, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this isn't only a matchup, uh, breakdown episode. We've, uh, we've decided to, uh, close the doors on our top fives. Fucking stoked, man. And we are going to do our top five forwards. So without further ado, we're going to hit. Mr. Ross Moomer uh, for number one. <gasps> okay, and me. so you these are really, really. These are me. not like what we think are the top best 
forward. No, so these are our, no. our our personal yes. top five yeah. favorite forwards. NHL can of say all what, time. whatever they want. That's not what I feel. So I'm going to go with Ovi. I think he's just uh, a talent of our generation for my number five. Um, I've enjoyed just watching what he's been doing on the ice like ever since he was a rookie. The notorious goal against the Coyotes. Like My buddy's like, no, this guy, he's for real. I'm like, bullshit. Watch that game, and I was just like, no, this kid is sick. Like, he's going places in the NHL. Um, he's basically won every offensive award possible. He did the Conn Smythe, won the Stanley Cup. I mean, for an offensive guy and a leader, he's basically hit the nail on the head for every single award. And, I mean, cool, he doesn't have a lot of cups underneath his belt, but, you know, you got many Maurice Rocket Richard trophies under his belt, and he's just been consistently just going at it for the whole his whole entire career. There's no stopping this guy. It seems like. Does he get more than 802 goals? God, that would be so sweet. That would be so sweet just to see that in our lifetime. Honestly, dude. Does like, he finish number one in goals all time? He could if he keeps on the pace like he has been. I mean, if he plays, what was it we talked about? Like maybe three, four seasons tops. He the thing that is incredible that. about Ovechkin to me is the guy. Like you're like, oh, take his best season and multiply it by these many years, mm-hmm. and that's how many years it would it would take to pass Gretzky, and oh, yeah. he does exactly that. Oh yeah, like he wins the Maurice Richard. He's so good. So. Yeah, like I think he's been. I don't have the stats on me right now. Consistently a 50-goal scorer for, I'd have to say, three yeah, quarters of his career. He's very, he's like, very good that He's way. very proficient and prolific in his position. And, I mean, speaking, speaking of Ovi and speaking of Barry Trotz, I think Barry actually had a lot to do with his overall success. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like it's uh, once once Barry Trotz became the head coach of the Washington Capitals. I think he. I mean, when you looked at when you looked at Alexander Ovechkin before, I mean, yeah, you you saw the goals and you know you saw this explosive power. Yet, I mean, who's like, gonna he, unlock it to he, its full well, potential? Not only that, but like I mean, he unlocked all of his game, not just the offensive part oh, of yeah. his game. Yeah. Because you know, I mean, no he, longer he, player disconnected. You have right? to look yeah. out for him because you catch him like a train. You're going oh, northbound he's always in the southbound lane. Dude. Oh God, I've seen some guys that look cross-eyed. Oh yeah. After they try to get up, and they're all woozy. Well, you know, and and I thought like uh, like pre trots, he was kind of like a rebel without a cause. Almost. Oh yeah, like you he know, was. Um, but kind of like a young gun. Oh, you get what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, but Trotz, when Trotz came in, he really gave him a purpose. Yeah, he helped him hone basically everything else that makes Ovi Ovi right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's the clay, had a decent amount of structure to it, and he just molded that that completely to what Ovi is now yeah, nowadays. Yeah, like, actually made him a true captain, not just someone who had a C on his jersey. Oh, yeah, you know? like, yeah. That's what I think. Like, oh yeah, and I'm, like, I'm I'm glad it happened because I mean, uh, pre trots Ovi, I could have just thrown by the wayside. Oh yeah, you no, know? he I, did some amazing shit as we can agree on, but he needed to step it up a notch, and I think that 
helped him kind of bolster kind of what he's about and what he can do. Oh, know? yeah, clearly. Anything else you got to say about Ovi? No, that's it, buddy. All right, let's go number four, bud. All right. Well, I'm going to kind of do... I grew up with both of these guys, and just Korea doesn't have any, you know, big, like, record-breaking anything, except he only went to college for, like, one year before he got the Hobie Baker and, you know, got drafted by the Ducks. Let's get besides that. But just watching him and Solani just play together. And the gore, goals that they scored, and just, I'm sorry, I couldn't pick either one. <laughs> Solani beat Bossy's record, and he was still on pace to just do damage after that in the NHL. Well, yeah, obviously. Korea had multiple, like, 50 goal seasons. Like, both of them together, I think at one point, both of them almost got 100 points in a season. Like, that's why, yeah, I'm picking that because it's just amazing what, yeah, they did as individuals, but the damage that they did with each other. And that's also with, was it Ruchin? <laughs> Steve Ruchin, yeah. yeah. Like, he was just basically just a guy. He was the guy on the line. He was lucky enough yeah. to be on that line. Oh, yeah, Ruchin was definitely lucky enough to be on that line. But, yeah, just watching just the seasons that they had together, it was just amazing between Korea and Solani. So, I'm going to... So, you're... Yeah. Uh, so, you're going Palmu Solaria. Yes, Palmu Solaria. <laughs> yes. But no. To be completely honest with you, I mean, especially you with your uh, your ducks fetishism, uh, I I would believe that. I mean, uh, those two would have gone like way higher on your top five there. Um, no, there's actually a few guys that I really look up to that kind of created that whole entire offensive position. I guess way before those guys did it. So. So Paul Correa and Timo Solani for yeah, number four on your list. The dynamic duo, as they called them. But all right, all right. Uh, let's move on to number three. I've got Trottier. Brian oh, Brian Trottier? Hell yeah. Nice. Trottier, all right. Why why, why, uh, why, why the Bri, Bri? Why the Bri guy? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not only did he win four cups and was it like a staple in the whole entire Islanders team, he also won two other cups with the Penguins. The Penguins. Well, and then he won a seventh cup as... The Avs assistant Exactly. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, he has six actual cups underneath his belt. And he is one of the only people to have record for points in a game, which is six, four goals, and two assists. That was in the second period alone. Oh. In a playoff game. Yeah. Versus the Rangers, I think it was. They Yeah, they were the team that, like was the team to get through oh, yeah. during that insane, arguably best dynasty team ever of the Oilers of the late 80s. Yes, that's what knocked them off their post, basically. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. So, but, and then also he has, is like one of only eight in the NHL to have a consistent five-goal game-like streak. 
I don't know how many games it is, but he's like one of eight that holds like, I think it's a five game, five goals, a game streak. My Lord. <laughs> yeah. And that's also with Bossy also playing with you and Clark Gillies. Of course. I mean. <laughs> and then you well, got well, Pol- you got Polvin in the back. <laughs> uh, gee, well, I mean, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, when you're playing with guys like Bossy and Mark, Mike Gillies, I mean, it's pretty easy to. Uh, Mike Bossy has the best <laughs> goals per game average of any NHL player ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it was kind of a toss-up between those two because Bossy was. He would have boss. He was he would have boss. He would have boss <laughs> on no, Long I, Island. I love Trottier. He had that band did so much in the NHL, yeah, he did. and yeah. Did I say? Did I say Clark? Uh, you said Trottier. No. no, you said Mike Gillies. Gillies. Did I really? Yeah, oh, you did. Jesus Christ. Sorry. <laughs> we're just mixing up the team with Solani and the Paul Correa, so we're just going and just wild card again. You know. I swear to God. <laughs> All right, let's go number two. What you got for number two? I got the Golden Jet, Bobby Hull. Bobby Hull. There we go. Do tell, sir. Do tell. Well, not only have we met the guy, nicest guy, but he's won one Stanley Cup with the Hawks. He's been to multiple All-Star games just because of his play. I mean, there's like, you watch old clips of him. Before he's even shooting, there's people out of their seats because they know that it's going in. Because he had the f- fastest release or twisted wrist, oh, yeah. as we well, always call it. Oh yeah, back in that uh, you know, back in that documentary, like you know, every it, it was even said in that like, as soon as Bobby got the puck behind the net, everybody like and he started skating up the ice. Everybody oh, yeah. was just getting out of their seats. Oh yeah, and you even get to see that in like old footage and stuff. Oh, it's 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 out there. It's but. out there. Was he one of the first guys to use a slap shot? Um, that was the that was a he was one of the first guys to use a hooked stick, curved yes. stick, because yeah. they were doing that like Stan Makita. Yeah, yeah Stan Makita. Those guys and on the fucking Hawks were like bending it in the end boards yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, but it was just you watch those games, and he was just that's why they called him the Golden Jet. He's got that long, flowing that blonde boyish hair. blonde hair. But I mean, he was like five steps ahead of everyone. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, just as many. He's one of those other guys. He's won Art Rosses. He's won every award that you could, and he's been to so many All Star games. Like, I didn't want to write them all down. It was like over ten. <laughs> like, uh, oh my god! He was the first hockey player ever to be paid a million dollars, too. That is true. And he was the, the million dollar kid, and the only reason why the WHA ever even had a chance. That is true. You are right. All right, so uh, let's go down to number one. Number one on Ross Mormeyer's top forwards list, and that is Mister Hockey. Oh, Gordy! I do not. I do not like the Red Wings at fucking all. Of course you don't. Like Kings Red Wings, those are like off my list. Those right are there. Just, those are Ross's no nos. Yeah, but um, you know, Gordy, how he basically wrote what offense men were. He oh, played yeah. till fifty one too, dude, with his kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. All yeah. three of them. Yeah, that's really awesome. 
But no, he holds records for most regular NHL regular same yeah season games played. Like he's got so many records. I mean, yeah, you've got you've got your Gretzky's, your boys, you know. But I mean, he just made the whole like like offensive position in the NHL. He was a hard hitting, just grinder, and he scored goals. Like it was just you know ease. And you know the re- only reason why he took the number nine is because it gave him a higher, it uh, gave him a better place to sleep in the train when they'd go back and forth the games. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Wow, no that's shit. a cool oh, that's piece awesome. of trivia. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn, we haven't had trivia on uh, OTBWB for a long time. There you go. Time. Well, there's a little little tidbit of history right we there. We need to get back into that. I know. I, I, I want to. I, I missed the seeing the disdain on your guys' faces. Well, I also like gaining other people's information, too. It's oh, so yeah. cool. And then oh, you got Tom that's Chirpin awesome. in, too. But, yeah, no, that's the reason why you wore the number nine. Just so you get better, better, better spot on the bus. Better spot on the on the train, basically. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. And see, uh, th- all right, I'm just going to I'm gonna get on my soapbox real quick here. Um <clears throat> Everyone, I mean, maybe maybe not everybody knows, you know, obviously Johnny Goudreau's nickname is Johnny Hockey. And that f- fucking pisses me off so much because, well, obviously Gordie Howe. Yeah. Gordie Howe was Mr. Hockey. When you compare Gordie Howe to Johnny fucking Goudreau. <laughs> he would waste him still, dude. If it was. Me, like, <laughs> yeah. The kid, the, that kid. Is so far away from deserving such a moniker Pantene as having Team Pro V. Pantene, it's all right, but it, it, like, he didn't ask. He he didn't say I'm Johnny Hockey. They gave yeah, it to he him. Did. Oh, they. they well, oh, everybody shit. called him Johnny Hockey. Well, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, well, my Johnny Hockey. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that don't know about the I NHL know. a long time ago. Like well, yeah. we're talking about, like people say there's a Gordie Howe hat trick, and they're like, "What's that?" Yeah, Who's well, Gordy Howe? Oh, that's disgusting. And, and that's, I mean, but it's the way it is, you know? Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's not something that I, I like, I wait, I, I wake up in the middle of the night, like, I fucking can't believe that shit. I mean, I But just, I get your point. You know, I know what you mean. I mean, you know, call him Johnny Cocky, because that's more like, that's more like what he is. But I mean, it just you know, it's you, too you, close. Yeah, it, yeah, it I is. get it. And I yeah. guess, I guess it just kind of bugs me because I'm an asshole. But uh, it, but I mean to Never. to get the nickname with anything hockey and I mean you've got I I feel like no it, you've it's, got to really like exemplify hockey, not just I mean one little <sighs> part of it. Like they called Sidney Crosby the next one, and I was like, oh, you got to oh. Careful now. Careful. Yeah. Like, those are fighting words right there. We'll get to that later about (laughs) that that stuff. But it's to to your point about, like, I mean, yeah, maybe. You know, you're flying too close to the sun there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm splitting hairs, but it just kind of annoys me sometimes. It's it's an Icarus situation, kind of. Yeah. Well, his wings are melting because these last couple years have been shit. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Let's move on. Um, I, I could talk about how how much I hate Johnny Goudreau all day. Um, I've heard it. 
You don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you boys are sat in on, on ma- many of uh, uh, Johnny Goudreau hate speeches here. All right. Uh, so, Bryce, the new guy coming in, our little guest sitting over there in his, <laughs> in his uh, old jersey, his UCCS jersey. The, we're going to put... We're going to really put the medal on you here, dude. Your top five forwards and why. Start with number five and let's go. Top five, oh boy. Well, Ross here took my number five already. Alex Ovechkin, but nice. there's obviously a lot more we can say about him, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the... Ovi, the grade eight, right? Yeah. The grade um, eight, yeah. He has his own office. Um, on top of that, dude. That's he, true. You look at that. He I mean he's literally won almost every trophy in the NHL, including the Stanley Cup. You know, Rocket Ristard Trophy, the Art Ross Trophy, the Hart Memorial Trophy. It goes on and on and on. But I look at Ovechkin, and what I see the most out of is his accuracy, especially in the OV office. At least eight times out of ten, he's hitting that shot in from the top of the circle. Right. Everyone knows it's coming. No cookie. one can do anything about it. You know it's coming every time. Uh, but on top of that, you know, just winning the Cup Region League against the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, on top of it, he was just such a leader. Um, there was times they were down. He was vocal. Probably one of the most vocal leaders they'll have in a hockey team, I think, is Alex Kovechkin, too, by the way. And he's so fun to watch when he celebrates, too. He he doesn't just do exactly. this whole, oh, anymore. It's just, no. It's no. always, he's elated about the whole no, entire he, thing. There's a man right there who loves, loves scoring. Score. Oh, yeah. And he just loves the sport. Yeah, he, he is he's he is a hockey guy through and through. So I mean, I don't blame you one bit for both of you. Maybe three. Do you know. think he's gonna catch the all-time goal record? You think he'll get catch um, Let's see. There's enough tread in the tires. You can see just you know over time he's not the goal scorer he was, but he's still putting him in the net. I think he has enough head start to maybe do it if in the next three, four years if he's still around in that time, but that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm well, at. Yeah. The only way that's going to happen. Here's the way I look at it. that This man wants to play hockey. This man lives, yeah, eats, and breathes right. hockey. He's a Yarmory Yager kind of guy. Oh, yeah. That he will play long after he... Because like, we can't stop. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, he's, he's got that competitive spirit. And He'll oh, be yeah. in the league stop. as long as he can be... There's certain players that want to go out on top. Oh, yeah. He will go out on top and still be old. <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. is Mr. Consistent, so. Oh, he's yeah. The, All right, the who, man on fire. Who's after Ovi on your list? Yeah, who do you got as number four then? All right, I got Rocket Richard. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, Oldie but a goodie. I mean, Oldie even for me, as just a young squirter at Pee Wee, just watching documentaries and just hearing old players go. Almost like McKinnon nowadays. You know, you see Rocket Richard will go up the boards and the defenseman will go, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh no, and then the puck's in the net. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, so oh, it's yeah. one of those things is he comes at you with stick handling. He came at you with, you know, the physicality too as well. But I think everyone most remembers his goal scoring ability. Right? One of the first people to ever reach 50 goals. The in Maurice this. Richard trophy. Exactly. That's why I named after him. Exactly. Again, Ovechkin won that, what, three or four times in a row? Yeah. Ferocity, man. Ferocity. Exactly. Well, and that was also when they used straight blades too so for him to get some of the shots off when you watch all, all that old footage oh yeah. it's just amazing yeah, absolutely because <laughs> so i've tried to play with those sticks good oh, choice yeah. good that choice is, yeah that is a damn good choice can't get him uh my third one is going to be mark messier Oh, Moose. The Moose. The Moose. Yes. Exactly. I think nice. of you know mark messier as just your 
you're your perfect hockey player, right? He's tough, gritty. He's a leader. But I think at the end of the day, he's he a, has a good comeback mentality. And he's a I, big old sob too. Exactly. Oh my goodness! Talk yeah, about getting he Gordy Hatcher. He would be the one away from yeah. other people, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, nine. Uh, uh, when the New York Rangers uh, Stanley Cup run. Oh yeah, guaranteed. The win, yeah, right? guaranteed that the man, win. They were down three to one. Yep. Yeah, that man was the defining, uh, determining factor. So wait, in they that were series. playing the Devils, right? And yeah. then yep. guaranteed game six win and got a hat trick in game six. Yeah, yeah. And then they won game seven in the last period. Yeah, yeah. And the, then they went on to beat who in the finals? I oh, can't geez, remember. Um, oh fuck! It doesn't uh, matter. Oh wait, uh, I, I think I know this one. Uh, uh, was that the first time Vancouver burned down their city? So, I, 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 I love your choice. It's a great one. I baited you with that. So yeah. I, was I, I knew that that was going. Was, there was baited breath. But I remember Marcus just being like, in the press conference being like, we will win. We're going to yep. win you know, this whole series. Starting with game number five, we're gonna win it, and that's exactly what happened. I feel like after that, so. he has such a presence too, and he doesn't have to say a lot. I mean, even even in no. that uh, New York, uh, the New York uh, Stanley Cup documentary, it wasn't like uh, Messier would come in there like all super chatty every day and say, "Hey boys, it's all good. We'll do this," you know. But like when he did step up and say something, people fucking listened. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like Scotty Niedermeyer. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. People would listen. A guy that, you know, leads by exam- example and has all the heart for the team, you know. Like oh, yeah. The most jam you can get out of a guy. That's that's a that's a Mark Messier. One of the more valid things about his career, too, is to be able to win another cup in Edmonton yes. after Gretzky leaves and then do it without him at all in New York. Yeah. So. 100%. No. Congratulations on your Lay's sponsored fucking <laughs> leadership award. You, I'm sorry, I just have a sore spot in the fucking Canucks history with that guy. <laughs> All right, who's your number two? Uh, my number two is Nathan McKinnon. All right. Um, just ever since the guy came into the league, he's just always been, you know, just one of the hardest workers I've ever seen. Uh, practicing, you know, I do get the luxury of going to watch the ass practices from my work. Um, and all the time, he's always working on stick handling, working on passing, um, shooting repetitions, probably 60, 70 shots every practice just by himself. It's pretty awesome to see. But in the game time, when it comes to game time, he always, you know, backs up what he has to say, I feel like, with his team. You know, he's pretty realistic about, you know, his goals in terms of, you know, how many goals I think I'm going to get in a series or in a game. Or maybe if he's even looking at, you know, um, the rough spots he has. There's been times where he's been going through a lot of, like, rough patches, don't get too many goals. But then when he does get out of those rough patches, he's one of those guys that will get, you know, six, oh, seven, eight, nine, ten, and then get the on lamp. a roll. Oh, get yeah. on a roll. And you know the thing I really actually just truly love about Nathan McKinnon is um is uh he's humble. Oh yeah. Like uh if I don't know if you guys ever uh listen to Spittin' Chicklets. I only listen three. to this hockey podcast, no others. Oh yes. 
I run this podcast. I'm kidding. I run this podcast like Iron Fist. You listen to all the major beats. You listen. Or you listen to nothing. nothing. You listen to nothing. No, like his, of course, uh, yeah. his interview on Spotify. By the way, we're looking for our own vodka deal. Yeah, Svetka. <laughs> Svetka, do the right thing. Speaking of which. I can get on that. Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, Svetka. <laughs> Anyways, but but what I, what I really liked about uh, what I really liked about uh, Nathan McKinnon's interview on Spitting Chicklets, like obviously, if you've heard the podcast, then you know, like this is a more relaxed kind of you know like candid uh, podcast where a lot of these pros can go on and just shoot the shit with uh, wit and biz. And the entire time, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, Biz and Wit are both just like kissing his ass, like, like, dude, you're you're fucking incredible. You you like you're like one of the best players in the world. You're fucking insane. You play so well. He's like, I, I don't know about that. I just like to go out there and do my best. Like even on like that that's that just shows to me that that's truly how he looks at it. Like, he doesn't look at, like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking shit, so I could just, you know, go out there and just whip ass. He's like, every single time they, they said anything about him being the best, he's like, nah, man, I'm not the best. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm all right. I, I, I do what I can, but, you know, I'm working hard every day just to be better. And the fact that, you know, on such a relaxed atmosphere where he could, you know, kind of let his hair down and be like, yeah, I'm pretty fucking good. He's still very humble, yeah. you know? Exactly. I, I just don't think he, he, he actually reached a new level this year. He, he's getting better. I don't think this year is going to say, you know, what he's going to do the rest of his career. I think next year will come back even better. I can't honestly. even believe that he can it's, be on point with his shots first fast as he comes in. It's like he's got fucking and he's rocket doing it skates. Mid-stride. He's doing oh, yeah. it mid-stride, and he's stopping a dime left and right. And no, he... that's just amazing. Yeah, it's. I mean, the first couple of years in the league, you saw the way he played. Be like, wow, he's gonna take over the way the system in the offensive zone is played, and now the Avalanche play to the way he plays, which is a testament in itself. It's like the way you play was so good. We now adapt our game around yeah, it because it has results, you. Yeah. you know? Uh, and the other thing I like about McKinnon, and to your point, too, and to add to it, is just every, like, unfortunately, this guy's been through a lot of adversity in his career. He's been through a lot of uh, playoff heartache, uh, a lot of, like, uh, you weren't expected to do this good and you did this well. And how do you feel now? Or this year, for example, like they lose game seven and they zoom in on his face. He's allowed to be like every one of us that would probably be super pissed and like show it. And he is the leader he is and is composed enough. I know he's upset and, he, he shows he's he being upset, wear his heart but on they're, his sleeve, they're they're like you know? the celeb, like he's the celebrity of the NHL, waiting for the bad story to happen, and and he doesn't let that get to him. And I, I admire that about him as it well. It is. It can't so. define him at the end of the day. I mean, the effort he put in through the playoffs, tying Wayne Gretzky's record for games and points. That's awesome. Like at, you can't ask more than t- that. And it's pretty disappointing too when it? that it was at, how it ended. It was at the 13-14 game mark. Yeah, I or believe something? so. Thirteen. Games. Which that's insane to be tied with Gretzky even at that point. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just nuts. Yeah. 
Okay, let's close it off. Yeah, what what's uh, what's number one there, buddy? All right, so my first one's Peter Forsberg. Oh, Fopa. That's got a Fopa. I mean, to go back a little bit, I almost feel like, you know, Peter Forsberg was, you know, back in the day, what is today, Nathan McKinnon. Um, just when you look at the way he carries the puck, his aggressiveness, when guys go to hit him, he hits them first. And a lot of the time, they're on their butt. That's how evolved, Peter Forsberg played. He evolved the game to so much more where you weren't like a, uh, you you didn't have to be a victim with the puck. Exactly. Yeah. And he lived behind the net. There's not a whole lot of guys that can do what Peter Forsberg did behind the net, besides maybe Wayne Gretzky. Um, setting guys up from behind the net. Um, just being able to just go around and wrap around and transition and just shoot puck top corner. behind the net. Oh, figure eights at you name it. I mean, the guy's <laughs> skill level is otherworldly. I mean, back in the day, it was just oh, so yeah. crazy. Um, but Peter Forsberg, I just I just so, see the avalanche, and I hear avalanche and Peter Forsberg's face just kind of pops into my head, along with Joe Sackick, I think. Obviously. You know, yeah, it, oh, those yeah. two go without saying, but Peter Forsberg is by far, you know, me playing as a centerman and a winger my whole life, I look to his game a lot, and, and it, you know, definitely rubbed off on me a little bit. Such a good player. Well, and as my, uh, what is it, uh, my mom's cousin, uh, Rick, Ricky, and I would get into it because he's a huge Panthers fan. During that whole entire Panthers stint, he's just like, you couldn't get Forsberg off the puck. Nope. Like, at all. And I'm like, dude, you had Niedermeyer, you had Beezer, you had this top-notch team at the time. And you couldn't knock him off the puck. And that's where I've seen the figure where he's just whoop, 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 whoop. And then he just scores. What was it? it oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just a greasy, he's just a greased up pig. <laughs> this is the NHL where, like, hooking is is allowed. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> like, well, we're talking about the, the time of year where, like, everything is, like, well, yeah. Yeah, well that's the reason why his foot's all Punching him up, with one it? hand, in like, the, still well, everything on one hand on the stick. Just well, doing yeah, amazing things. In the clutch and grab era, he's still just squeaking by people like they didn't even like bouncing off people like he was rubber in there he's like a he's like a ping pong ball no no like uh fucking uh measurement restrictions on goalie chest protectors like oh yeah harder to score too it's just fucking so good and he didn't ever see himself as a scorer either yeah, right. no, really. That's, that's he was the best at you know passing. His assist <laughs> oh, numbers are off the chain. Oh God, that man! That man has probably the most incredible vision on ice that I've, I've ever seen in my life. And like, I'm gonna put that out there. If y'all haven't seen the video where they dress him up, oh, in the uh, the Swedish show, uh, in, in the Swedish oh, oh, where he pretends yeah. he's not who oh, he yeah. is. Yeah, the, that's well, really that, funny. Like, after like, yeah, I think the second period, they're like, oh, football. <laughs> like that, like, you, you can just hear these guys just like that, like talking to the guy. Tell how he played. It's oh yeah. Like, oh, oh yeah. No, yeah. You hear these this guy, these guys like complaining to the guy who, who brought him yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, who is this guy? Why did you bring him? He's like, I don't know, man. He said he said he played for like a really long time. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's great. It's all in Check Swedish, but there is subtitles. I mean, like for someone like me, I don't need it. No, no, it's it, it actually is a really funny, and he's always known as like kind of like a lighthearted joke. Oh yeah, too. Oh, That's he's great. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, dude, check that out. Yeah. I mean, I, I do wish he had more of an impact when they played the Devils. I just, from his perspective, you know, kind of wanted to see, you know, if he split and didn't get removed, you know, 
what that would have been like for you. Sure. you know, oh just, my gosh. That is something I wonder what he thinks it, about a lot of the time. To be completely yeah. honest with you, it probably wouldn't even got into Game 7 if uh, Fopa was playing that. But it was so cool. Like, uh, you know, I've already told my story about how where I was when I, w- I was watching Game 7. But, I mean, when he, like, when he hopped out on the ice when the... Uh, when the horn sounded, man, I yeah, I cried. I was like, "Peter Force, man, he's out of there." Oh my god, he's fucking wild! Oh my god, he's fucking crazy! Oh my god! And I know I've told you about this. Is he's one of the few that's gone double, triple goal club? Oh yeah, he's uh he's had a goal uh, uh an Olympic gold. Two Twice. Olympic golds. Two Olympic golds, two Stanley Cups, and two World Cha- uh, World Cup medals. Yeah, but just about... Yeah. Only one of the few handfuls of players to ever do that. <laughs> yeah, they fucking... I, I was like, they didn't... He didn't win gold twice, but yeah, no, that's the postage stamp, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. he won that that's uh, he in goes the curling. shootout. He curling. With his... Yeah. Fucking fuck. All right, dude. I, I'll tell you what, Bryce. That, that was, was good. Really, that was good. That was a good. Did all right, fight. buddy. Yeah, I felt right. pretty good about it, boys. I felt pretty good oh, about hey. it. I'm rubbing zipper. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it right now? All right. All right. Daniel all right. Beatty. Okay. So, um, five s- to one, right? Five to one, buddy. So, I'm going to treat Henrik and Daniel as as one. Here and I'm gonna keep them as my number five. Number five. So the Sedin brothers as yep. number five. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so first of all, I think they're all of the people on my list are what I consider to be class act people that did a lot for the sport, that like did a lot with their skill on the ice, and then using their skill after did stuff with the sport. Okay. No better way. All right. Yeah, and that's and great. so I love Henrik and Daniel because uh, they are just r- like incredibly athletic people that did much for the game in a creative way. Like I love the way that they showed people that with like a sharing the same brain mentality, you can see plays on the ice that you've never seen before and will ever see again. And so I appreciate them for some of the amazing plays that I got to witness a lot during my years being a huge Canucks fan in in Vancouver. And um, they also have, they also each won an Art Ross trophy back-to-back uh, they finished their career for the Canucks number one and number two in overall points for them. Um, oh, what a surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, I mean, that's huge for a franchise like the Canucks. They've been it, around for, what, 40, 50 years? 50, no, 50, 50, yep, 50 years. That's right. 50, yep. yeah. And um, you, they, they've each won an Olympic gold medal, uh, an Art Ross trophy, and um, have a huge place in Canucks history, but they also have a huge place in Vancouver's footprint. Like, they've done amazing work for um, in, in the community. And uh, the Canucks for Kid Foundation is a huge thing for them. Um, and they've done a lot in the hospitals in Vancouver. So my hat's off to them because we all uh, – 
got to witness them for their entire careers in one franchise, which I also admire and, and did amazing, amazing work. Very rare. Uh, So it's, it, it sucks that they never got to the ultimate with uh, Vancouver, but they won many championships during their career, including some world championships. So very proud of those guys, and they're going to be a favorite of mine for, for years to come, and I'm glad I got to see them a few times. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, that's... And not to jab again, that was the second time you guys burned Vancouver yes. down, right? Yes, <laughs> That was the second time or I, I may or may not have participated. God, I mentioned in... the second yeah. time. God. That's right. I mentioned the second time. Oh God! Uh, you almost got you guys are on your way to like on a punch card or a buy one get one yeah, free. For real, I'm like, kidding! I'm kidding! I'm kidding! You get ten rides. <laughs> the eleventh one is free. Eleventh one, you get a cup. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Uh, so number four, I've got Yarmir Yager. Oh, uh, number two, man. number two all time in NHL points. Um, broke a few of Wayne Gretzky's records, like game winning goals and such. But the guy, like I was, I was looking up why I love this guy so much, and there's so many reasons. I mean, he's got a fan club of people that wear mullets to every game he plays. Oh yeah, I mean, which yeah, is the game. traveling yeah. yogurts, oh, which no. is just fucking awesome. Which. He he practices in a lead weighted vest so that he can strengthen his core and be better on the puck. And you guys are talking about Peter Forsberg like not being knocked off the puck. Like fucking Yarmir Yager with his gigantic pants and ass. Oh yeah, you could never get the puck that, off that, that Yager guy. ass as soon as he puts a, put put it right into your chest, man. You couldn't breathe. The so days. forget Absolutely, about it. Yeah. Um, Probably one of the funniest, coolest things you could read about a hockey player is when you're looking up like how his NHL, not pro, NHL career ended. It's like he was reassigned from Calgary to a team in Czech Czech Republic, which he owns. (laughs) He was reassigned to the team he owns. Cladno, right? So like it's just it's just so funny. Like this guy has been in hockey. Longer than like most of us Forever. combined have been alive. Oh like, yeah! Oh yeah! He <laughs> like Gordy Howe got to play with his three sons. That's really awesome. I I crunch numbers. He's played more pro games than any other player ever. Yar Yarmir Yager. Like like this guy just loves hockey so much. Like the dude tells the other four teams that he's going to get drafted into like, no, don't draft me. I'm not going to come over from Czech Republic. And then he tells the penguins, like, I want to play with Yar. I want to play with Mario Lemieux. Draft me. <laughs> and then he comes over. Uh, oh, yeah. the first player from Czech Republic to be able to do that. Uh, was he able to play with Ovechkin when he was with the Capitals or no? Oh, don't know about that. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I don't know. Talk about a duo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if not, it was like Bonder or something for sure. But God, I, like, yeah, like I'm sure if there's the Kevin Bacon effect in Hollywood, there's the Yarmir Yager effect in hockey. Oh, like absolutely. someone played with Yarmir Yager, yeah. like at one stage or another. Even have the guys that follow him around and like where are they? Yeah. He, oh, yeah, that's what I was yeah, talking the, about. The traveling yeah, Yagers, uh, yeah. And 
the fact that he takes 68 because it's his country's independence, you know, and stuff like this. That's like, fucking beautiful. Uh, yeah. he, he's just a really amazing dude. He loves hockey. He's uh, the youngest player ever in the NHL when he goes into the NHL. He's the oldest player oh, in the a, NHL when he leaves the NHL. It's, it's just he's such a great guy. Like, I, like there's so many, like... If there's a Yogi Berra of hockey, it's Yarmir Yager, See, right? Like, <laughs> and, and there's there's one thing I want to I, I want to bring up about Yarmir Yager, and um, it was uh, I think it, it was oh gosh, it was probably like two or three years before he uh, left the NHL, but uh, I remember. Oh, some, my favorite player. Uh, Is that what you're gonna say? No, uh, no, is oh, okay. uh, um, <laughs> he he you know he was in this uh, hotel room and uh, he. Well, obviously, he uh, he spent the night with like one of Czech's like hottest yeah, models, yeah. hottest models, and she wakes up in the morning, takes a picture of him sleeping by sleeping by her, her, and and tries to blackmail Yarmir Yager, and he says, "Fuck it, go ahead and put it out there. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking Yarmir Yager." <laughs> Have you guys seen the clip when um, there's a a Florida Panthers game. Or it could have been a Flames game. I'm honestly not sure, but you know how like when they're like in the starting lineup and they like ask everyone, and it's like, "My name is B- Alexander Barkov, and my favorite player growing up was Yarmir Yager." And then it goes to Yarmir Yager, and he goes, "My name was Yarmir Yager, and my favorite player growing up was Yarmir Yager." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so. I- Yager is so great. I can't. Like, I, I, I cannot just, blame you for ah, putting it out there. Him so I really much. can't. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Okay. So, um, where am I at? Number three. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, sixty-six. The the Le Magnifique. The, yeah. The 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 unofficial retired number of the NHL. Um, yeah. Mario Lemieux. Super Mario dude was I it's hard like I I have notes on this guy because like it's pretty awesome like to me what he can do like first of all you win two Stanley Cups after the pressure of who you were coming into your draft year oh and you score your first goal you score your first goal on your first shift on your like you live up to expectations immediately. Yes, um, you you win two cups. You then somehow during that time become owner of that team, salvage the team from bankruptcy. Then during that time, come back and continue to play for that team after getting cancer. After getting cancer. Oh, by the way. In 1994, 93-94, you only play 60 games and you win the scoring title after coming back from cancer over Pat LaFontaine. Like, what the fuck? Oh, by the way, I came back from cancer. By the way. The year you completely miss hockey, you come back and win the Art Ross Trophy with 160 points. What the fuck, dude? Like, you guys, you are insanely good at the sport in which you were born to play. Like, um, I'm, it's, it's just, 
and you can he's hear the, the only player flipping. ever. He's the only player ever to have his name on the cup as both a player and owner. Okay, like these are just accomplishments that don't even talk about his career numbers, which are insane. By oh, the yeah, way, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I think is just kind of insane about him, though, is like uh, he was like we're talking about how he missed can like games from cancer and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Um, he, he played 915 games out of a possible 1,430 during the time he played hockey. So he missed about 500 games of the roughly 1,000 that he played. That's okay. Nuts. That's like almost like Andrew Cogliano's missed probably like two or three games out of like his thousand or whatnot that he's played. That's just nuts to think about, dude. But to come back after a whole year away from the game and then to lead the league in scoring is just mind-boggling uh, no, to uh, me. D- yeah, it's no, just, that's mind-boggling. It's just, just to miss a handful of games and still be what he was is just amazing. He gets back-to-back Stanley Cups. He also leads Team Canada to an Olympic gold medal. 2004 World Cup of Hockey. That was pretty cool. And the Canada Cup in 1987 when that was like against the Russians and stuff like that. Which is like arguably the greatest team Canada's ever assembled on the ice, which is pretty insane. And he ranks second in NHL history, only behind Mike Bossy for goals scored per game. Which, by the way, was .754. So he had a 75% chance of scoring every every game that he played. Which that's just nuts, especially when you think about Bossy. Had a better goals per It's nuts. So oh. that's my number two. All right. Like God, God damn. What a player. Uh, Ultima. All right. Or so number one. <laughs> I'm going to do this a little out of order. I'm actually going to say my number one next and then my number two after that. Wasn't. Yeah, so so Lemieux was number three. Oh, oh I got the. My bad. I so thought it was I. number yeah, two. And, and I'm going two. to number one because I think it's a more obvious choice for me. Oh, that's right. You have the Speed on, Brothers like, as a five. Yeah. So I'm thinking. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm going Gretzky for number one. I'm just going to be the person that does that <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> You're the guy. I'm going to be You're that the guy. guy. I, I mean, you need to I'm going to talk now. about the, the easy things about how he has more assists than anyone else has points. I'm going to talk about how he has 61 NHL records. Go for it. You miss 100% of his shots. You don't take. You do. That is true. The guy, I mean, it's, it's insane. Like, oh, great, McKinnon. Um, you're going to get, like, the Gretzky's record for points in a playoffs was 45. He did it. He had three seasons over 40 points in the playoffs. So, like, fuck, dude. Like, he had he had over 200 points in a one season twice. Yeah. Like, geez, uh, it's a different era. The guy just dominated the game. There's all that can be said. But, like, I love his wife. She's great. 
I'm glad you got to go do like another police academy or something by <laughs> going to LA. But I know that they would have won another like seven fucking Stanley Cups in <laughs> in Edmonton had they stayed. Yes. <laughs> Look at the guys in the in the Hall of Fame that played on that Edmonton. You got Glenn Anderson, Kevin Lowe, Mark Messier, Grant Fuhrer, uh, Paul Coffey, Yari Curry, Yari Curry, like the Dude. whole god damn, this guy was so good. Everywhere he went, he was so good. (laughs) Everyone knows how good Gretzky is. So that's why I'm just doing him number one and just like getting rid of that anticipation. Because I think my number two is going to like really surprise a lot of people. Oh. Okay. So my number two is Haley Wickenheiser. Haley Wickenheiser Wickenheiser, in my opinion is the second greatest forward that I've ever seen play hockey. Wow, that was I did not see that one coming. That's fucking awesome. All right. So here we go about Haley fucking Wickenheiser. Wow. So first of all, she's the current assistant director for player development for the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? As per, yeah. She holds the record for most goals scored by anyone in the Olympics in hockey. Okay. Uh, She played not professional hockey, no, she played for Canada's national team for 23 years. Okay. All right. She, she doing some shit. Um, she doing some shit. She is the team's career points leader with 168 goals and 211 assists in 276 games. She... Dominated oh my women's God. hockey the entire time she decided to play it. And you know what would be funny? Would be like, what if you won like a whole bunch of fucking awards and gold medals and everything and then decided that you'd go back to pursue your degree and then play college hockey? What if you could do that? Oh, she did. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, is she there, did. Is there ever a, a Mayo NHL player who's represented the country in the Olympics more than five times like she did? Uh, she's tied with other people. Okay. Um, she's the first female professional hockey player to play that wasn't a goalie. Okay. Okay. Wow. So she also played men's professional in like fin- Finland at like the D3 level. And then guess what is weird about her? She did so well that her team got uh, promoted to Tier 2 the next year. And she was finding it too difficult, so she then went to a different team the next year. She was a victim of her own success. Okay? Oh, my Lord. Um, this, this woman decided to go to uh, play for the Calgary Dinos after winning gold medals up until 2010 for Canada, and then just fucking blows all of CIS records like out the window. MVP. And this woman's now like fucking been playing hockey forever. Okay. Um, just, just to give some kind of perspective, like before women's hockey was kind of a thing, um, she played for the 
boys teams, obviously. Oh, yeah. And then Canada does this thing where they have, like, the Canada Winter Games. And so, like, every provincial team plays against each other. She plays for the women's team, for the under-18 women's team, wins the championship, and scores the gold medal goal. Guess how old she is on the under-18 team? under 18 team when she scores this gold medal goal 13 12 oh my god (laughs) how like it's just insane like this it's just every everything you look at um the fact that she advocated for women's hockey after she didn't think like the uh, the IOC didn't think it was competitive enough after the like oh it's always Canada versus USA and it doesn't matter cuz it's just you guys it's like well the only reason we're really good is because we have pro leagues in North America these european players are really skilled and if they had the same league as us they'd do as well so not only does that tournament continue now the leagues develop better in europe as a result she's in the hall of fame she deserves to be there she's my number two Haley wickenheiser holy shit like i'm pretty sure she'll get the nod here soon because there's been some amazing she's in the hall oh she is oh yeah oh she i was gonna say if she didn't get her nod here Oh, do you know why she didn't get to go to her Hall of Fame speech? Because she was doing her medical exams at the University of Calgary to become a doctor. Like, mind blown. She, by the way, played two sports, softball as well. Oh, yeah. By the way, she also (laughs) played for Team Canada in 2000 in the Summer Olympics. Man, I kind of wish I went before you now. Yeah, sorry. I I know. You can fucking piss off. No one's going to. Follow that successfully at all. That's kind of where we should just end this <laughs> in this episode. Well, all right. Stop. <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, cheers to you, Haley. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, hey, uh, get uh, che- yeah. Cheers all around, and a special cheers to Haley Wickenheiser. I, re- you know, I, I remember her uh, induction too, and she. Uh, I, I mean, I I obviously did not realize the extent of how incredible of a career she had. But I mean, even just, I mean, listening to her accomplishments that were, you know, uh, announced at the hall induction were incredible as well. So, um, I'm, re- I'm actually really stoked. I learned so much about Haley because that's, because that's fucking incredible. I mean, yeah, we've got Cami Granado, but I mean, I mean, fuck man, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Hop on your horse, but we need we we need uh you know uh, a U.S. Wicked now nah, we'll go Team Sweden, T- Sweden get on your horse, get a Swedish Wickenheiser out there. But I mean, wow, that's that's nuts. All right, so number five, I'm going Ian Laperriere. Oh, oh, Lappy, such a good choice, man. Ian fucking Laperriere. I mean, when the, he was done, he had a face that. Did, really only a mother could love. I mean, you, you talk about a team first kind of guy. Oh, and that God. is what hockey's all about. I remember watching him block a puck with his face. I wonder how many times he's been punched a in the face. Times. His nose yeah. is amazing. I mean, well, his nose is just a button. See, that's <laughs> he just punched in like 40 times. That's the thing about uh, Lappy, man. He would, he would always do anything for the team. 
that's why I have the uh, the banner hanging up in my garage. You know, I mean, he he was the guy to a uh, number one a to make a hit to grind to get those dirty ass goals and just have so much jam, you know, and and obviously he could throw the knucks like crazy, and the the fact that you know we've talked about this several times how you know if you if during a fight yes. I love Any, this. Anytime he would see somebody going down, oh, he'd put his he hand would try right, to cradle yep. his cradle that guy's head, just just so he didn't so bounce it off the ice. And I mean, I mean, to have that kind of like state of mind, you know, yeah, obviously I'm pounding this guy in the face, but to have so much respect for somebody else to like to really have half a mind to engage some sort of like safety protocol. And that is just incredible. I agree, especially in today's hockey, you know, and people are just hammering each other, you know. There's almost unwritten rules. And I think Ian LaPierre did a great job of doing that. You he, know, he saving always, and being a good you know, sport. He was such a great team player, man. Yeah. So you're saying you want my signed rookie card. Didn't, didn't he, <laughs> after, like... I think well, he ended up going it, to the Flyers, <laughs> and then didn't he end up helping out with like player development for the Flyers? He was a uh, he was uh, a Flyers assistant coach for a while. Yeah, he was a multifaceted being in the actual Flyers organization, and, and, and that's the thing is that uh, you know a lot of people see him as you know kind of like a go- more goonish kind of. He like, really wasn't honestly, but the man knew, like had had hockey. I that's what oh, I yeah. liked about. The Flyers doing that because, like, as a fan, I was like, "This guy already has got a place in my heart." But for like the NHL somehow to validate that, well, yeah. I was like, "Sweet, yeah, oh, he absolutely. was a bruiser." But I mean, mainly he, he just he put his face too far near. Well, yeah. and that, and that's what's that's kind of uh, that's funny that you mentioned that. So yeah. Uh, it, it was really funny, like, halfway through his stint in Philadelphia, like, I think uh, some reporter or some, you know, some member of the media had asked him, like, why don't you get your nose fixed? You got all this money. He's like, well, I'm not done playing hockey. You know, there's a lot more fights and a lot more pucks to block. I'll do it when I am uh, when I retire. Oh, yeah. And he just gives this, like, he just gives this crooked smile where, like, half his teeth are missing. And it's just, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Like, uh, just like Ian LaPerriere was... Easily one of my uh, one of my top favorite forwards. Yeah, nice choice. Yeah. All right. So number four, uh, the best mustache in the biz, <gasps> Lanny, Lanny the Manny McDonald. Nice. There you go. I loved Lanny, talking to him at the hall. He was so uh, nice. Lanny oh hockey players have a hard year to practice. <laughs> I, you know, and and this is uh, I, like I kind of picked mine, kind of. Uh, almost on the same kind of basis as you as you did, you know. Okay. Just like you know, a lot of uh, a lot of like player heart and you know just what they do, uh, like you know, being an, an ambassador of the game. And I think Lanny McDonald is probably the number one ambassador to the uh, game of hockey. Oh, hundred percent. And yeah. And I'll tell you right now. I mean, he's had a long road. You know, getting getting thrown out of uh, Toronto. You know, well, basically getting thrown out of Toronto with that with that weird ass like shield that he had. Whatever. It, it was like it was the weirdest thing ever. Like uh, it was. His helmet was goofy as hell too. Oh yeah, but I mean, 
I mean, that, those are just minuscule things in, in Lanny McDonald's career, really. Like, I mean, obviously getting uh, shot down to Colorado, like having just just the worst time. I mean, I that think, was a hard dealt. Uh, uh, deck to be dealt right there. Yeah, they only I think, lasted two or three seasons. The Rockies. Yeah, I did. think I think anybody who played with the Colorado Rockies just, I mean, they had was disdain. not having a good time. And then finally, like you know, working his way up to Calgary, where. He spent most of his uh, most of his career, I would say, and finally getting that cut, man. I mean, and him scoring the game winning. That's pretty awesome. And just seeing that look on his face, like he's just yeah. Somehow was, could see that smile under that gigantic mustache. I know, well, that's the thing too. Is and that, he had the playoff beard going, son. <laughs> like he played for the Flames, and he looked like a fireman. Well, th- that's the thing is though, like you know. Lanny, to me, I think Lanny just uh, he he ex uh, what's that word exuberated? Yeah, no, exemplified, exemplified just happiness. I mean, oh yeah, you you have never seen Lanny without a smile on his face, man, and and that's the thing is that his smile was almost as big as his mustache. Oh yeah, and I think that's. And that's such a huge thing to do, and I mean, obviously, in the NHL, where there's so many reasons, and especially along in his career to you know not smile at all. But I mean, he and he's always taking time for fans, and he's he, still he's still in the sport now. Oh he's yeah, doing stuff absolutely. for Hockey he's, Canada. Oh, he's doing. Uh, I mean, he's doing hall. stuff for the no, Hall. He is a commissioner, league commissioner for the Hall. He yeah. calls up, and he has yeah a lot to deal with the voting and, and who's actually in the hat for getting inducted and everything. And just last year, I mean, obvi- like in probably one of the darkest points of his career, playing with the Colorado Rockies, the Avs actually had a, uh, you remember that uh, meet and greet of the Colorado Rockies oh. while a game was going on just this past year. Yeah, I remember that. And even that was even so that was probably his, the darkest point of his career. He still made it down to Denver to do a meet. Oh, and, and he was all smiles and grins and everything. So, and I mean, Lanny McDonald. Lanny McDonald's my number four. Nice. What's well, cool because he played over like what one thousand one hundred games. No, I mean the and man was over a thousand points yeah. in his career. The man was an Iron Man. Two hundred games. I mean, and that's the thing is that yeah, yeah, like in his in his early awesome. career, uh, he had a heavy shot. He had such a heavy shot that uh, you know, like uh, coaches called him Machine Gun Lanny. Yeah, and um, and uh, even when he went to uh, Calgary, uh, at, towards the end of it, you know, he'd miss games and stuff, you know, from being scratched, and that that doesn't even matter because any time you really needed to win a game, they would put Lanny in the in the lineup because of his veteran, uh, because just of his presence. He's Lanny. Fucking McDonald's. He's fucking McDonald's. <laughs> no, yeah. and as I said, when you're just like he's the happiest person, talk to him to a little bit when he was at the Hockey Hall of Fame induction. It you couldn't make like an actual happier person. That just embodies what all of hockey is about. Absolutely. Like seriously, he's just so happy go lucky about everything. Like. The man, the myth, the legend. The man, the mustache, the man, the <laughs> legend. 
nice. man, the mustache, and legend. he still has the mustache. Yes, he I does. Fucking love it. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't as fiery red, but I mean, it might be gray now. But Lanny, big ups, buddy. I love you. All right, so let's move on to number three. Number three, Matt Sundin. Oh yes, Matt Sundin. You guys knew that these Swedes were going to start piling in. <laughs> As I the mean, Swedes come marching down. <laughs> or into. I just didn't know you were this big a Sundin fan. This is oh, awesome. He, yeah. Oh, you guys get him out Sundin. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I mean, what can you say? What can't you say about Mad Sundin? I mean, probably the most uh, upstanding, most hardworking, just hockey IQ out, out the ass. I mean, I hate to refer to out the ass with Matt Sundin, probably just for a, be- a lack of a better word. Well, uh, he, but yeah, he was uh, an extremely hockey smart kind of guy, uh, a born leader, and you know, just his presence on the ice was always felt known. There was never those games where you would, uh, where he would fade into a game that you would just like, is Sundin even playing? You knew Matt Sundin was playing no matter what. And I mean, the captain of um, you know the Tria Kronor, and so I mean he's got to be up there. He's and and like uh, I've said in uh, past episodes, I was a um, I was a Toronto Maple Leafs fan earlier in my life, and and Mats and uh, Tomas Caberle really kind of led that kind of uh, approach, you know, and um, you know back when. I think I believe it was uh, the last time the Swedes uh, were playing for the gold where Tommy Sala let that really gnarly um, shot in from like it was like a lobber in from from like the red line. Oh, so that was like, I oh gosh, oh, God. I want to say that it was maybe 95. I'm not sure. But uh, everybody just wanted Tommy Sallow's head on a platter. Like, but uh, as soon as as soon as Matts came out, that uh, came out, he said, "You know what? All of this, all all of this backlash on uh, Tommy needs to stop." And as soon as he just kind of you know dropped that little little bomb down, he's and he said, "We all played bad that that night." We all played bad, and for you guys, well, there's a lot of Swedish media, obviously, that were saying this, and, and literally, he's speaking to the country, and he says, this is not, I mean, for him to go out and do that is just beyond brave, and what a leader should do, and ever since that, ever since that's gone down, Matt Sundin's been one of the tops for yeah. me. Absolutely. And not, you know, he had to deal with that his entire career for the most part, NHL-wise, by being the leader of Toronto, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, hey, Sundin, we love you so much, and we know you're such, like, a loyal person. Why don't you just go get traded at the deadline, then not sign, then come back in the next year so we can get a good draft pick or, like, someone right now? And it's like, do you not understand the privilege that you're giving to ask that question to someone, knowing that, like, they'll come back, like, 
undoubtedly unconditionally like do you understand the leadership you already have why would you so i know a lot of people were wondering why he stuck with toronto near the end when they could have helped the team and it's like don't you realize the phrasing of your question is if he was the ultimate team player he would do this is like aren't you thankful that you had an ultimate team player for like as long as you did and yeah exactly and then and, and so much so much crap really just fell down on him like just like please just leave like how could sometimes I yeah. it was really weird yeah uh and i never just des- felt like he deserved that not not uh, in the least bit are you kidding me? never I mean, and i know i just came back on with the tommy solo thing which i love that boy like through and through he won denver their first championship yeah go ahead prove me wrong with the grizzlies no and he did it back to back so Sundin saw that he was already a champion and he had that potential and he was willing to basically as patrick waugh would say put your balls on the table for him and just be like yeah go ahead judge me i don't care this kid's top notch and why are you gonna balk at him like well yeah and the, we and the, all have terrible games and everything yeah like, absolutely completely. we all do stupid shit oh yeah well yeah and, and to uh, to to your remark about the toronto maple leafs yeah like i mean he, he lived that nightmare almost every yeah, single day and he never once said, please trade me or I want to get out of here so I can win a Stanley Cup. I love Toronto. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's... As much as you can. Yeah. <laughs> as much as you can, Maybe which... Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's here and there. Oh, it's just a it's, a... it's a high-pressure city to play in. I mean, you can love hockey. I don't know if I'd want to play in Montreal. It's tough. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Well, I mean, those. Yeah, I mean, those heavy, like those heavy. Well, obviously, original six markets, man. Sure. I mean, well, you talk, uh, you hear guys all the time be like, "Oh, I love it. It here in California, it's great. I can go out. People don't recognize me. People don't lob the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I can understand why. But I mean, the fact that he he had the uh, had the cojones to stay in such a heavily hockey saturated market and stand up there and be be a leader, yeah, and answer every one of those guys' questions. I mean, Matt Sundin, it's a damn shame that you didn't win a Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. Probably tried with the Canucks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would say that. Yeah, yeah, he did. All right, so number two, and I know uh, Daniel's going to love this one. Uh, Number two is Patrice Bergeron. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I mean, okay, I I get it. I get it. Come on. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) No, like, I can't completely hate it. The guy has won my country gold medals. Like, I'm not... Not only that, but the man is probably the most solid forward that the game has seen since That's a long time. The, the 90s. That is a whole lot of truth right there, buddy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, uh, who else, who yeah, else? Yeah, I'm you... thinking about it. I'm buffering for a long time. Yeah, who it's else? It's hard. In, in this, in this <laughs> He's game, AOL dial-up right can now, you, folks. Can <laughs> you say is more solid and more uh, dependable and more respectable no, than Patrice Bergeron? It's Bergeron-Rod. hard. It's really hard. 
Yeah, the prove me wrong meme is correct right now. Oh There's yeah, like... I mean, the man, the the man has. I mean, and coming from what a uh, uh, like a second round, like when you look forty fifth, forty fifth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you when you when you're drafted second round, forty fifth overall. Do you really expect a lot of uh, a lot of si- a lot a lot of situations in the NHL to go your way? Not... I would not expect the success of someone like exactly. that. I've seen yeah, a Datsuk like to... player well, like yeah, that all the time, obviously, but, but... It, no. To your point, I agree. Yeah, yeah, to become the fucking stasis. Yeah, I mean of it's... a team. It's interesting because as I think about like who I'd compare it to, it's only people that didn't win the Selkie during the time Bergeron played. Yeah. Like it was like Kessler for maybe two years. <laughs> for maybe two, <laughs> for maybe years, two yeah. years at his prime was better than Bergeron at his worst. You know, like yeah, when he was like you uh, know when he had pneumonia. <laughs> wow. So yeah, no, no, yeah, I mean, but but you're, I mean, like honestly, when I when I went back to hockey, I kind of wanted to model myself after a Patrice Bergeron. You know, when I like after. You know, after my hiatus in hockey, you know, uh, coming back, I wanted to play like Patrice Bergeron. I wanted to be that center that was responsible for both ends of the uh, the team. You know, I can think of a lot of other defensive forwards, but not like giftedly offensively or in the faceoff dot like this guy was, no, or played as many penalties, dude. Like, oh my god, just unreal. Great choice in, in every aspect of the game. The Selkie, I yeah. mean, holy shit, yeah, might as well be the Bergie Award. And I think he's one of the few players that's won it back to back. He's yeah, well, yeah. He, I mean, the man, the man is always possibly up, like, to back to back to back. No, yeah. no matter what, you know, Bergie's gonna be uh, one of the final names for a Selkie. Oh award. yeah, no it, not even that. It. Possibly win the damn thing. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Now, that's that's always see that's the thing about the Selkie Award is that you can always just fall back on Bergeron and yeah. have at least a seventy five percent. Yeah, but see that's that. something in itself. It's like we can default to Nicholas Lidstrom. We can default like it's like the guarantee, right? Oh, yeah. Like I I want to know like how many years in a row he won or was nominated. Because you know what's crazy when I was looking up, like, Yager, Lemieux, and Gretzky stuff was, like, from 1981 to 2001, no one else won the Art Ross except Lemieux, Yager, or Gretzky. Oh, yeah. No one. Well, they've never never seen players like that either. And my point is, like, that's insane in itself. But almost on the other side of that spectrum is, like, if you could say something about Bergeron of for every year, for X amount of years in a row, Bergeron either was the winner or nominated for the Selkie. Oh, and I bet be you every it's single like, year. No, it's every pretty single close year. to that. So, yeah, at least at least within the last like five years. But I mean, let's go to number one. And this is probably pretty obvious. Peter Forsberg. Yeah. Forsberg. Uh, I mean. The man, the man, the myth, the legend, like, 
We are not worthy. We are not worthy. Just uh, just as you said with, about the Golden Jet, you know, uh, I mean, maybe it, for me it was like every time Peter had the puck, I was, I was ready for, to see something incredible. Okay. You know, and um, uh, any any time I, I would, I would like, I would love to be him. You know, I'd love to have his skill. You know, I would, I would love, like, to have his, like, his vision on the ice was comparable to none. It's just so. People need to watch clips of that era, if they've only seen post lockout hockey. Yeah, because it's hard to understand how they were putting up more points in a league that made it harder for them to score. Absolutely, in the clutch and grab era, it was it was not it makes like no sense NHL. how good those guys were. Oh yeah, well, and that was and also when they were knocking each other like with fights, and you had the big bruisers and all that stuff too. Well, and that's the thing is that something like uh, something as simple as what would be called today in the NHL, there you hardly touch a guy's stick over the hands. That's oh, a, they were that's getting a slashed in the feet, hooked it, it all over. Yeah, it didn't I mean, matter, dude. Yeah, exactly. They were just berating these guys. And you've got a guy like Peter Forsberg who's just dip, do, dodge, dodging. He had the five Ds of dodgeball, is what you're saying, yeah, my friend. Yeah, dip, diving, ducking, and dodging. Dirty hockey was his game. You no, know, and that's just, the thing, is yeah. that he didn't play dirty hockey. I mean, he, he had the reverse hit. Which was fucking revolutionary in the point, like just how we were talking about. I mean, dirty as in sick, nasty. Well, I mean, oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the man, the man could just play so well under these. Well, basically, with just everybody, like I mean, flames of Vesuvius coming down on you. You know, like everybody just trying to take a whack at him, and it was. That was Fopa. I like the to be, man like, going to the blue line, just take a sharp turn right above the circle and just wait. Like that was like Peter Forsberg. It was. Great. I mean, he he really did uh, revolutionize the sport and and really did usher in a lot of these more um, you know skilled skaters to come into this. But yet, it, he wasn't a prima donna. Man, he could take a hit, he could give a hit, and he would keep going. And discipline too. He wouldn't take a whole lot of shit, and um, he would do it nicely. He would just kind of go about his own business. The man, I, I just, I, I grew to absolutely just look forward to playing, seeing him play his game. So that's my top one. I'm happy he picked it, Cody. That's why I picked him as well. Fopa, Fopa, all day long. Fopa, and I'm pretty sure my Swedish friend uh, Pieta. Would be kind of mad at me if I didn't uh, pick uh, Fopa, but uh, uh, you know, score the Peter and uh, score Fopa. I think we all had some great choices. Like, no, I, I, that, yeah. was, that was incredible. I'm surprised there weren't more double ups, honestly. That oh, was yeah. really yeah, cool. For real. Yeah, well, I, I, and I even went in. What did I say? How many fucks 
picked Wayne Gretzky as number one. Just one? Just, just, just this one. fuck. <laughs> just that one fuck. Just that you one fuck. have a true number one. I feel like I think that is It was inevitable. Obviously, Gretzky was going to... I mean, sure. It's, it, I mean, it's unavoidable job, for sure. Yeah, but it was really cool hearing why people were the number one. Because to me, like yeah. that mattered even more. Because like, that's the cool thing about hockey is like... You can be so the person that's into it for just this one area, and there's so many areas of hockey oh, that you can love. Thing. So, it's a beautiful thing. Well, that's exactly why I like doing these things. And, and you know what, Keats? I know you uh, you dodged a bullet with this top five, but... And I can see him. I fucking hate this shit. I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> Well, boys, I mean, uh, that that sounds like a pretty damn good episode right Should there, Should we do man. top five fighters next? Uh, top five gooners? Yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, we'll think about it, yeah. There you go. I'll tell you what. So check this out. I mean, uh, we've got we've got a few exciting things coming up, obviously. We are still going to be the, doing the first ever On the Bench with Beaks quiz. Nice. Coming up here soon. You've been talking to him? Oh yeah, obviously. Oh, obviously, uh, you know, with our our work schedules, having to push this one back, we're gonna give him a little bit longer, you know. But uh, my work schedule. So it'll probably be. Not it's this fair. Time. It's not like he's gonna pass it anyway. Yeah, for real. <laughs> this is from all episodes, correct? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. All the ones up until last one where we. So the longer we talk, uh, the worse it gets for him. Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, yes well, no. I mean, the man's got a lot to work on. No, he's like, he's he got twenty-five does. episodes to catch up on. Yeah, uh, well, and I'll tell you before right the now, last couple. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, you know, just, like, garbage that he's going to have to sift through. There you go. (laughs) Way to talk about our podcast. There's a lot of shit you got to wade through. Yes. I think all our listeners can agree like that. (laughs) But you've got your work cut out for you, Aggie. So, yeah, we still got that going on. And, um... Uh, the best thing is that we've got pins, stickers, Woo. hats, really cool hats Thanks. on sale now. Thanks to My Beer Nation. Thank you to My Beer Nation. Thank you, my beer, my beer Nation. They're always the number one uh, proprietor of beer journals on iOS. Check them out. Give them a like, uh, you know. And uh, thank you to Dog Nation. Boys, you want to say thank you to anybody? Oh, I just want to say thanks for all the listeners out there that keep giving us a an ear. We re- really appreciate it. I hope you like this episode. And uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or any any of those places. YouTube too. The tweeters. Uh, if you have some good questions for us to add to the quiz, it would be kind of fun to get one of those in there too. On behalf of those people, not from so. Augie. That would be yeah, not from Augie. Augie, I know you're probably listening right now. So doing thanks, your homework. Thanks everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Bryce, you got anything to say? Thank you for having me, guys. It was awesome. Oh, I do great. appreciate it. It's great. Oh, yeah. What do you got, Ross? Well, I always enjoy it. It's, a, it's like a comedy and a tragedy. It's like a Shakespeare like. It, it is bloody Shakespeare, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But no, I always like the camaraderie, the funny jokes, notes, anecdotes and all that fun stuff. So Absolutely. Thank you for the listeners and just you guys. So 
Likewise, I want to say thank you to the listeners. Thank you to everybody who uh, still likes to hear our shit. <laughs> We're going to keep fucking complaining about, talking about, uh, you know, singing about. So thank you for uh, everybody to some talk and uh, V Horsh. Thank you. See you guys.